You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Trophy Horrors, this is episode 472. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. Tricky, I don't know how you can show your face around here with a proud Ohioan sitting right across, well, not the table, but across the internets, after we learned that you all send, export so much of your New York trash to Ohio. Well, like I said on Facebook, uh, let's be real. Ohio's always been a trash can, so. But he brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. I just say we just set a nuclear bomb off in New York, wipe it off the face of the map, and then we don't have to worry about anybody's trash anymore. All right. And speaking of Facebook, yeah, yeah, you know, I was, I tricky. Think... I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if you got some some hate comments from so some Ohio fans this week. Not just just not just sports fans, but just. People were like, "Yeah, we're 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 proud. We're from Ohio." Well, before they can uh, give me any flack, they're gonna have to climb their way out of all the New York trash we just dumped on them. Well, it also goes to Pennsylvania too, apparently. So, yeah, that's another shitsburg place. You uh, know, if you all wouldn't create so much of... trash, this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Speaking of Facebook posts, I I thought it'd be fun because Alex, you never really go into like you know stories of your day-to-day operations. Uh, I, I put another Facebook post on there where a guy was uh, literally eating off the salad bar. I What what other kind of crazy shit have you seen at your job? I mean, so here's the thing. Like, it seems like since the start of COVID, people actually realized how disgusting other people are. But, I mean, working at a grocery store, especially, like, working around food, I mean, you go to Target and someone's, like, looking at toys or looking at clothing. I mean, it's not as bad. That's what people could do at a grocery store. I mean, like, we have an olive bar, or we used to. Everything's pretty much packaged up now. But before, there was, like, a like a little buffet of olives that you could, you know, put in a cup, a container, and then pay p- per pound. People would literally use their hands, stick them into the olive bar to sample each um, olive that they wanted to try. Or, like, cornichon, or, like, piece of roasted garlic. On the salad bar, they would do the same thing. Like you would have, we'd have to have signs up saying "No nibbling." Please ask a team member if you want a uh, a sample. People with sample domes, people drop the tongs on the floor and then put them back on the sample dome, which is why. I, and people stick their fingers in there, just in the dome, which is why I tell people, if you're in a grocery store past open, it's past like two minutes open, and you see a sample dome, don't even touch the food because it's probably disgusting at that point. Uh, people like peanut butter grinders, people will literally, if there's some hanging off the bottom of the grinder part, people will take the, their fingers, wipe them across the bottom to get the excess peanut butter and eat it off their finger. Uh, the picture you shared, the video you shared of the guy using a soup ladle from the soup bar and then sampling the soup straight out of the ladle and then putting the ladle back in the soup. Uh, there's only so much uh, hot temperatures can kill, but yeah, I mean, people are just disgusting. They don't care. See, that, that's why I worry about going to like buffets like Golden Corral and stuff like you that. You should have been worried about going yeah. to buffets long before this. But oh, yeah, I mean... Oh, no, I'm saying it's just... 
that's just, well, yeah. that's a big question now. Is like, how do buffets come out in all of this? I mean, do do Americans have such a lo- uh, such a love of buffets, like Chinese buffets and stuff, that they're willing to risk, you know, given how nasty people are, the germs that they'll encounter at a buffet just to eat there after COVID. Yield. What, what are your thoughts on the buffets? Ooh, I go to them and eat there. Yield is unfazed. <laughs> I was gonna say, great answer. <laughs> he was like, I don't care what you're talking about. I love buffets. Well, yield, you're not I mean, you're not going there to eat there now, right? Buffets aren't open. Well, no, because uh, there are a few, but it's cafeteria style. I understand. All right, let's get into the show proper. Let's do our updated trophy count. I am level of six hundred six total trophies of thirteen thousand nine hundred twenty-four, with a black count of two fifty-four. Alex. Oh, sorry. I was I was so in depth into uh, my stories, my horror stories from work, that I forgot to pull up the agenda. You are level four hundred forty-two. Total trophies of seven thousand two hundred eighty-one, with a plaque count of hundred and ten. Yield. Oh, where is it at? There it is. Level four four one. Trophy count of seven one eight one, and a platinum count of one nineteen. And Sid is level 513 with a total of trophies of 10,172 with a plaque count of 174. And just for the record, because I don't, one of you guys would correct me, Alex's uh, plaque count is 110 in 109 games. There's nobody. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just so flabbergasted by people's disgusting behavior. I can't even get on point here tonight. Uh, now, interesting fact about that video, just so we can backtrack a little bit. Uh, when they talk about Covanta and, you know, you in the video, if you watch, where they're using the double claws to pull up the trash, that is literally where I pick up, I drop the trash off every night when I go to work. So, so essentially, I like, the claw machines at Pizza Planet, you're essentially, like, a professional operator of those? Sure. So even, like, even when you're not playing PlayStation, you're essentially still playing video games at work? Using the big old yes. claw to dump trash? Oh no no! I'm not operating the trash. I'm I, I'm not the one using the claw. I'm the one dumping the garbage into that big. Timeout. Timeout. You work for New York Sanitation, and you don't do the coolest possible thing you could do at New York New York Sanitation, which is use the giant metal claw. Well, okay. The giant metal claw is a different facility. That's called Covanta. That's where we dump off our trash. That's in Jersey, off of Exit 15E, off the Jersey Turnpike. That's not a, a sanitation facility. That's a, a separate facility, which I, I they have some racket going on because they charge us, and I, when I say us, I mean the city. They charge the city to dump our trash there by the ton, and then as they convert the energy, they sell the energy to the people. So they're essentially making both money on both ends. Well, they got to deal with all your trash. So, I mean, it seems like that's a very hefty process when it gets to Colvanta. So why shouldn't they charge you? Yeah, but you're gonna charge us to drop it off, and then you're gonna we're we're basically giving you the fuel so you can charge other people. But but also you will charge people for pickup, which I get because you know you got to pay for gas and you got to pay your employees. So you should just be able to freely drop off the trash for them to deal with and convert. Well, okay. For well, we don't actually charge it. I mean, if you want to say we. If any way we charge people to pick up their trash is through their taxes. We don't charge people to pick up their trash. It's just we're 
funded through city taxes. So. Oh well, I pay I pay weekly or I pay every month every two months a trash like fee collection fee. Like, really? yeah, it's like six like seventy bucks. Well, plus like w- recycling and trash pickup, but that's for every two months. You get charged seventy dollars every two months to have your trash picked up. Well, yeah, like I said, it's kind of a necessary evil. Because even missing one week is like with with you know four people in the house and then three animals, kind of sucks to miss even one pickup. Yo, do you get charged for your groceries you picked up? Yeah, that's amazing. Sir. I mean, if you if you live in, a, in an apartment complex, some apartments will pay for trash pickup. They'll cover that for you. But in, as a homeowner, no, I had to pay for that. That's insane. That that sound came at the perfect time because Tricky's just blown away. He just had an epiphany. Yeah, I, no, because it, it just like I we don't pick up trash. I mean, we don't charge for your trash to be picked up. So it's just weird to me that somebody else is getting charged for that. So wait, but you all get paid out of city taxes, right? We're paid out of the city taxes. So you all are probably charged a city tax that we're not. Or you pay, you charged extra in taxes that we don't have to cover. Like if if we weren't paying these individual because we're paying in, we're like paying individual companies. Like um waste management is the company that picks up my trash. So that's a company that's not part of the city. So you, you guys don't pay a, a city tax in itself, or you do? I mean, I pay a Jefferson County yeah. tax, yeah. But but I would assume that that does not include a trash pickup because the trash pickup, like you have New York Sanitation, whereas like there's like Republic and Waste Management here that pick up trash. Like they're they're like well, private companies. Well, no, we have we have that here too, but see, City Sanitation, which I work for. We pick up civilians' trash, and I say civilians meaning like non, you know, just average normal. We know citizens. we know what you mean by civilians. Well, I'm just being clear for in NPCs, non-playable characters. Uh, but then we also have private companies that pick up business trash, and the businesses pay those private companies to pick up their trash because we're not allowed to pick up commercial trash. I mean, I I assume so, it's because Ben and I live in the suburbs. Sorry, sorry, Ben. Oh. Sorry, Yield. Yeah. Um, it was bound to happen again sometime. Government names! But I'm assuming it's because we live out in the suburbs, and the city can only cover so much. I mean, granted, I mean, I don't know what it is like in uh, upstate New York, which is basically Canada. I mean, Canada has their own set of rules, so. Yeah, they don't live by our rules. Alright. But, talk about living. Let's talk about what we're playing uh, you'll start us off. What have you been playing, sir? Okay. Let me wake my phone back up now that we're moving along. <laughs> you'd like to throw this conversation uh, in the trash. So, Rocket League, World of Warship Legends, fired up Spyro 2, been playing some Ticket to Ride, finished up the Brain76 and I finished up our second playthrough of We Were Here 2. And got the platinum in that. So that's four weeks in a row with at least one platinum. And I fired up a new game called Impact Winter. Okay, what's Impact Winter about? Uh, basically kind of a survival game. Asteroid hits Earth. 
throws it all into a basically gigantic winter because they're you know all the debris in the in the atmosphere the sun can't get through and you get a radio transmission saying in 30 days help will be there so you basically have to try to survive for 30 days and do certain things like when your level goes up or you help strangers or you get the radio towers working again that lessens the hours to make it you know that they come quicker do you have to are you confronted by other people who are trying to survive that are more desperate and maybe trying to uh retain supplies and and take you out that that's a possibility i hadn't gotten to that point yet i you know you've got to manage a group of four people including yourself and so you got to make sure you ration off their food and their water so they don't die. You got to tell them to go to sleep because apparently they don't go to sleep on their own. You've got to collect things to, you know, be able to make your own water, keep the fire burning longer, stuff like that. So I, I started to play it, but then I didn't manage stuff correctly. So I'm going to have to restart it because I have no food. So I'm kind of at a. I'm just going to constantly die. So, and I try to look online for a guide because I'm like, I think I might be attacking this game wrong. Maybe I'm not playing it the way I should be playing it. And there are no guides anywhere. So, I got to figure it out. All right. Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Well, as Yield mentioned, played some Rocket League this past Thursday, as we almost always do. Bit of a rough go at the start, but we, uh, me and the boys, me and Homer and the Brain76, made quite the comeback, and uh, I think actually propelled us to a winning record that night, so we did, uh, despite the rocky start, team managed to, to come out uh, in the positive in the end. Tricky, you probably could confirm that, yay or nay. I, I, was, I was just looking up to see what your record is. Uh, yeah, hold on. I actually just closed the window, too, because I was trying to make room on my desktop. Uh, your record for the other day, uh, played 14 matches, and you were 6-8. and eight. Well, So, well, we tried. Couldn't bring it back, though. But, uh, yeah, fun as always. Join us this Thursday as well for Rocket League on ProvenGamer.twitch, or Twitch.tv slash ProvenGamer. <laughs> Sorry, I was, gonna, I was bound to fuck that up at some point. Uh, aside from that, some stuff on the Nintendo Switch like Mario Odyssey, collecting more moons. Uh, I do have new good news, though, on the Castle Crashers front. I was able to get the Arena Master Trophy, which was win 40 Arena Battles Online, which was going to be, which was the big concern, which was the, the online trophy that I was, I was worried about, because I, you know, it's the only trophy that you have to be online to use, uh, the other or to get. The other ones you can pop with, you know, just by yourself with controllers at home. Although one of those you would have to have four controllers, so... Uh, but yeah, I was nineteen. I had nineteen wins, and you have to get forty. And there was somebody who met me online. Uh, I, I mean, we we didn't strategize or anything. We basically just end up, like, you know, I won a few games, and I was like, okay, well, they're gonna end up quitting because that's what people normally do online. But no, this person stuck with me to where the point where I was twenty-two and one, and was able to propel myself from nineteen wins to forty-one wins thanks to this person. Um, so yeah, I was able off the back of one person to uh, to propel myself to the gold trophy. The Arena Master Trophy, which was, again, my main concern about the game. So, 
as soon as I can get the medic trophy, which is revive uh, in a four player game, revive one of each team member at least once. That'll pop the trophy and that'll get me the platinum. So I can do that on my own, but I'm going to have to buy two more controllers to do that. So which I am considering completely. You have to worry about meeting these people online, though. Alex. Well, it's just a random person. We had no interactions besides just randomly like playing online. We didn't even talk. Uh, you know, that's that's how the weird things happen. You meet more people online than I do. I I do. Uh, and I have been playing some uh, Concrete Genie. I literally just started, so I really have impressions of it. I, I got to say, I don't like the uh, the motion controls too much. Uh, so far, just you know, initial impression. Uh, very early on, I will tell you that was a concern of mine, but because like it, it, like in the initial part, we have to color in the monsters. Uh-huh. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's yep. the worst part of it. Everything else to me was fine, okay. but that was that was one thing I first thought when I was playing was, oh my god, the motion controls are gonna be awful. But they're not nearly that intrusive or not that much of a of a problem as you play the actual game. I've uh, been playing Avengers, playing the uh, PS5 version. Uh, I'm going to get some flack for it because I I goofed up and uh, auto-popped the trophies. So my PS5 trophies are uh, auto-popped uh, because... Cheater! Well, okay, this one is not on me, even though I, I, I'm going to take responsibility for it. But the way they did this... Upgrade system was completely like bonkers. You had to update the PlayStation Four version of the game in order to be able to to bring your save over to the PS Five. But I didn't see the PS Five version on the store until you updated the PlayStation Four version. So you had to bring your save up, and then once I started the PlayStation Five version, they all auto popped. Won't be able to claim that on the be legit or the backlog beatdown because I, I auto popped them. But that was just a shitty way, and I didn't know it was a separate list either. So I mean, at least you admit it. You're not trying to, you're not trying to actually save scum games. I, I I was upset because I was actually going to go through the story again on the PS5 and claim it. And I was like, oh, can't do it now. They auto popped. Uh, I've also been playing the Venture Capitalist, which is just a stupid game. Uh, you mentioned that before, and Ashley was like, uh, there was somebody streaming on the Proven Gamer page, it was, and I was like, well, what game was it? And I, and be. she was like, Venture Capitalist? I was like, that's probably tricky, because he's the only other person in the world that I know that would play that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was actually streaming the, the uh, PC version. I just wanted to put up some content, so I literally just turned on the Venture Capitalist, turned on Twitch, and just went to work. I wasn't even here. Uh, and obviously, I've been playing some more Division 2. Alrighty, let's get into our topics. We have a couple topics here, uh, of big topics. We have two Topic of the Weeks, which uh, we're going to get into. Uh, but before we do that, uh, yield one, two, three, four, or five. Seven. I'm going to go five and two. If you're looking for additional ways to support us, you can always stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash Proven Gamer. No matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it helps pay the bills and is greatly appreciated. And it's the only way to get the newest podcast, Tricky Thoughts, where Tricky sits down and discusses current events, social issues, and much more. Well, that didn't age well because Tricky Thoughts is not new anymore. 
Yeah, and I also like the fact that we both picked numbers, and they both were you. All right, our first topic is Gotham Knights has been delayed to 2020. Oh, shucks. This is, this is coming from IGN and written by at TM Kim. Uh, Gotham Knights has been delayed till 2022. WB Games Montreal's co-op Batman game was originally meant to be released sometime this year, but that will no longer be the case. According to the statement released on the official Gotham Knights Twitter account, team says the title will launch worldwide in 22. WB says the delay is so the team can have, quote, more time to deliver the best possible experience for players, end quote. This is the latest series in a, uh, the latest in a series of new game delays announced in 2021. Uh, I'm not going to read about the game because you guys already know it, but uh, I don't know if you guys were hyped for this game or not. I'm not so much. No. Like, obviously, I'm going to play it, but I'm not that hyped. I haven't been hyped for a Batman game since, oh, um, Arkham City. Yield, what about you, sir? I am still waiting to see something about it to make me excited for it. Four. Moving on. I know you guys are not really going to have too much on this, but this is news coming from the PlayStation blog. And written by, I can't even pronounce your name, but you are the senior vice president of platform planning and management. Give it, uh, give it a go, Tricky. Nick, you, you really want me to give this a go? Yeah. Uh, Hideki Nishinimo. Is it Hideki? It's H-I-D-E-A-K-I. That's the first name. Hideki. And the last name is N I. S H I N O Ishino. Yeah, I'd say Hideki Nishino. There you go. The next gen controllers for the PlayStation 5 have been revealed. Uh, They're going to feature stronger immersion with adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, finger touch detection, and more. Uh, If you're looking for the design, the best way I can describe them without you guys actually seeing them. They kind of look like the uh, Oculus. They they kind of they kind of look like wire framework for punching gloves, like boxing gloves. That could work. Too. They they look real weird, and kind of uncomfortable to hold. Uh, I I don't know the Oculus ones that I've that I've touched at uh like conventions like PAX and stuff like that. They were I I prefer those over the PlayStation Move, but. You know, a lot of people prefer anything besides the PlayStation. And the, I mean, these things may uh, be, you know, comfortable and like, I mean, they had to focus test this. They had to ask people to use this before they put it out to market. So, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're great. I mean, people had questions about the DualSense before that came out, but people had seemed to love the DualSense. They, it's one of the things they rave about the most when talking about playing the, the PlayStation 5. So who knows, maybe these are just the exact controllers that people need for VR. They just, at first glance, they look really weird. Alright, so I'm just I'm not gonna go through the whole article, but I'm just gonna read you the features. The new VR controllers enables players to feel and interact with games in a much more visceral way. There are several features, key including key features from the DualSense controller which match our vision for the next what the next generation VR games can be. They are adaptive triggers. Each VR controller left and right includes an adaptive trigger button that adds palpable tension when pressed, similar to what's found in the DualSense controller. If you play the PS5 game, you'll be familiar with the tension in the L2 and R2 buttons when you press them. 
Such as when you're drawing a bow to fire, drawing your bow to fire an arrow. When you take that kind of mechanic and apply it to VR, the experience is just amplified to the next level. Haptic feedback. The new controller will have haptic feedback optimized on its form, optimized for its form factor, making every sensation in the game that would be more impactful, textured, and nuanced. When you're traversing through rocky de- desert or trading blows in melee combat, you'll feel the difference and magnify the extraordinary visual and audio experience that's so central to VR. Finger touch detection. The controller can detect where your finger is without actually having to press in areas where you place your thumb, index, or middle fingers. This enables you to make more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay. Tracking. The VR controller is tracked by the new VR headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller. And your action buttons and analog sticks. The left controller contains one analog stick, the triangle and the square buttons, a grip button L1, a trigger button L2, and the, the create button. While the right controller contains all the other ones, including one analog button, the cross and circle buttons, a grip button R1, the trigger button R2, and the options button. And the grip button can be used to pick up in-game objects as for an example. So, I know you guys aren't big into the VR, but for VR people, this is kind of big news. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if this is... If they're iterating on this and trying to make it a better experience for people through, you know, improving the controllers, then that's fine. I, like I just, like I said, at first glance, it just looks goofy as hell. Yield your thoughts, sir. I wasn't even. Oh, that does look goofy as hell. <laughs> no, I think I like the wands better. You like the PlayStation moves better. Yeah. You know, you know that yield is a very classic, very traditional. Uh, all right. I mean, well, we are. Well, I, I mean, you already got a four hundred dollar peripheral that you're not really pushing, so you're adding another peripheral. Well, I mean, yield. We are getting a bunch of PSVR games for free in March. I know they're yeah. they're, they're still trying to push it, but that but that's what I'm saying. You're not you're not delivering any kind of like big blockbusters. Or, or a game on a blockbuster level for VR. You well, the, the biggest problem with VR is that you... I mean, they, they always say you're supposed to take a break by playing video games. But with the VR, you really need to take a break every, like, hour or so. So. And I, I would argue the same a little bit more. But speaking of the free games, coming from the PlayStation blog and written by Jim Ryan, who I severely doubt actually wrote this article... Because he's got much more important things to do. There are 10 free games coming to the Play at Home series. As you guys know, we already have Ratchet and Clank. I'm trying to get to where we can actually see the names of the games. Here we go. Starting on March 25th, which would be... Three uh, days from now? uh, Tomorrow. Tomorrow, as you're listening to this. Uh, You're going to get games like Abzu. Do you guys know what Abzu is? Diving yeah, game. I played it. It was by uh, Giant Squid, people who broke away from that game company. Uh, also, right. no, it, it's not uh, It's not the day after their... Li- Wait, yes it is. It's the day after listening. Yeah. Sorry. Forget what day it is. Don't try to, don't try to correct me, I'm sir. I'm just saying. I'm making sure everything's straight for our mistakes, listeners. This one, I'm right. Look, you just woke up like a half an hour uh, ago. Uh, the next game you're going to get is Enter the Gungeon. It is a gunfight, 
is a gunfight dungeon crawler followed by following a band of misfits suiting to seeking to shoot. I can't speak right now. Seeking to shoot, loot, dodge roll, and table flip. They await the personal absolution by reaching the legendary Gungeon Ultimate Treasure, the gun that can kill the past. That does sound pretty exciting. Yeah, very, very old school uh, visuals, yeah. too. Like that top down view. The, like the old dungeon crawlers. The next game is Res Infinite. Uh, prepare yourself for the ultimate version of Res, a thrilling journey of sights and sounds of shooting action remastered and upgraded by members of the original development team exclusively for the PlayStation 4 and optional PlayStation VR. The next game you're going to get is Subnautica. I really don't want to read all the descriptions of this, so if you guys are interested in that, go check they, it out. Be, that's actually a game, Subnautica, that's kind of, I think, has enough, gotten enough attention that people might actually know what it is. Basically, you're a diver on an alien planet, and you're basically exploring the, under, in first person exploring the underwater world. All right, the next game you're going to get is The Witness. I think we got that free for Plus, didn't we? I believe we did. Most right. of the games on here we got free for Plus. All right, and the next thing going up is for the VR. You're going to get Astrobot Rescue Mission, which I absolutely recommend. If you have a VR, play that game. That game is fantastic. Uh, if you guys remember, I was uh, raving about Astrobot Rescue Mission. Because when I got my VR, there was a demo, uh, and basically uh, the demo version of this game, which at the time was just a, a glorified tech demo, they turned it into this game. So, <coughs> absolutely recommend this. Uh, the next game, game that I also recommend, we're gonna. Uh, uh, the next game I recommend that we're also getting for free is Moss. Uh, I really like Moss, uh, and we're gonna get Thumper. And Paper Beast. And the next one, starting April 19th. As is, to be clear, starting April 19th, which is, uh, you're going to get Horizon Zero Dawn for free. But it's only going to be free from April 19th until May 14th. So, you guys do not have Horizon. Uh, it is absolute, I think... All three of us would highly recommend you guys playing Horizon. Yes, a heavy contender for for Game of the Year back in in 2017. Uh, so that you you should have won. What's that? Well, it should have won. I don't disagree with you, uh, but it, you can download it um, April 19th at 8 p.m. Pacific time slash April 20th for uh, BST. I don't know what BST is, but British Standard Time. Sure. I guess that would be eight hours. Well. Yeah, it'd be eight hours, so it's an eight-hour difference. All right. The next article we have Wait, is well, coming from well, Real quick, like, what do you guys think about these free games? I mean, I know you said that some of these have been, you know, given to us for free before. I, think, I mean, this is a nice promotion, and, you know, there are smaller indie games except for Horizon, so maybe some games people skipped over. And that's one thing that I think that PlayStation Plus has done really nicely is, you know, yeah, you'll get a few, a few big games like... Final Fantasy VII Remastered, but they do do a good job of highlighting some, you know, smaller uh, indie games. Like, Abzu was free for PlayStation Plus, I think, on the... Th was it three or the four? I, I guess it was the four. The four. But yeah, I mean, are there any of these games that... I mean, Subnautica is a game that I might give a try. Are there any of these games that you all might pop into and, and see what it's all about? You tricky, you've already played Moss, so... Well, I, yeah, well, I, I, I didn't want to shit on this, but... Uh... 
you kind of touched on it already. Like, we got all these games free for plus, or majority of them. So we already have all these games. So this play at home promotion, while it's great for somebody who doesn't have plus, like, it's it really no benefit to guys like us who already had the games. The only thing I would pick up, I'd pick up Moss and Paper Beast if I had a VR, but since I don't, the only thing I'll probably get will be Subnautica. No no well, Enter I, the Gungeon I, I, yield? Nah, I might put it in my download list. If I remember to go to, to go pick it up off the store. Oh, speaking of uh, PlayStation Plus, you guys, uh, you guys hear about the people that are pissed off with the control? I mean, I thought people were no. pissed off before they made it free for PlayStation Plus, but is there a new con- con- controversy-, controversy surrounding control? Well, there, there's people that got uh, control. Uh, when, when they got free for Plus, they, they gave out the Ultimate Edition for the PS5. So a lot of people just assumed that because it was free for Plus, that their PlayStation 4 versions were going to be updated to get all the DLC. And that wasn't the case. So there's a lot of people pissed off right now thinking that because they got a free for Plus, and they didn't claim it on the PlayStation 5, that uh, their PlayStation 4 versions should just been automatically updated to the Ultimate version of PS5. Nah, baby, no. Didn't they say ahead of time that you were going to have to download the... It's why they made the, the Ultimate Edition on the 4 for free. Is because... No, they didn't. No, no. That's the thing. They did not make the Ultimate Edition on the 4 uh, Yes, they did, the because Ultimate that's what I played. The 5, the five version was the Ultimate Edition. They gave no, tricky, because I played... The version I played on the 4 was the Control Ultimate Edition, because it came with the DLCs. They released the Ultimate Edition for the 4, and also for the 5. Alright, let me look this up, because that's not what I'm hearing. Bum, bum, bum! Uh, Things sound more dramatic when you add that in there. So people just assumed that their copy of the full, of Control for the PlayStation 4 would automatically download the DLC because the Ultimate Edition was made available to people for free via PlayStation Plus? No. Okay. Uh, let me Let me go figure this out, because... Uh, what am I? Oh, okay. Before, I'm gonna pause, look at it for a second. From what I I know and what I understood, and now I'm looking to see if I'm right or wrong, is they only released the Control Ultimate Edition for the five. Now you're telling me that's not the case, but I'm telling you it's not the case because I play. How else would I have played both DLCs, Tricky? You can go look at my trophy. You, you can go look at my trophy count now. I have a hundred percent control, including the DLCs. You're, you're, you're making valid points. I'm not arguing you. I'm just saying, a lot of people. Ha- okay, because there was a controversy when they had control, and then they announced control for the PS5 and the Xbox uh, X, the next version of Xbox, which for some reason I'm drawing a blank on right now. Series X. There was controversy, and we actually reported on the show that people were pissed off because the Ultimate Edition was not coming out for the 4 and the Xbox One. Then, when they released it for Plus, 
they gave Control Ultimate Edition because right now I don't have the DLC for the. Portal. All right, well here, Tricky. Yes, you do because well, you said that you started the the AWE on the five right. version. Well, I just sent you a text with a picture of the uh, the banner from the February monthly games, and in the left it says PS Five, PS Four Control Ultimate Edition. Okay, then. No, uh... oh, I got the text first. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to leave all this in the show because uh, I'm going to do some research and find the post. Maybe I just made, read the post wrong. But, I mean, people, I mean, there was controversy. Con- I'm going to say it the same way again. It's, there was controversy because people couldn't upload. Like, if you started playing on the 4 Ultimate Edition, you couldn't upgrade your save, you couldn't upgrade or um, take your save file over to the 5 for that Ultimate Edition, and you also couldn't upgrade the 4 Ultimate Edition for free to the 5. So you, if you wanted to play on the PlayStation 5 and have your your save carry over, you had to just start on the 5. Yes. Alright, so let's talk about uh, one of Yield's favorite games of the year. Which uh, I said to you guys ahead of time, you guys start shitting on it. Well, it's not, it's not Game of the Year, game. it's last year they came out. No, this, this was Yield's game of the year. Born a new year, though. You're right. Coming from Joe Scribbles from IGN. Uh, Fall Guys Squad Sports is going to add a whole new team element to the game. So, if you guys play Fall Guys, uh, one of Yield's... And Yield, I don't want to speak for you, but correct me if I'm wrong with anything I'm about to say. Oh, I'm sure Yield will be happy uh, to speak for himself when it comes to Fall Guys and his experience watching people play that game. Uh, Yield was never too high on Fall Guys. He never really, like, really was too intrigued with it. And then I got him to play with me. And one of Yield's biggest complaints is that if he dropped out of the game, he failed... And I didn't. He had to sit around and wait for me to finish. Uh, Yield, is that pretty accurate? Well, it, the, the load times are horrendous anyway. Yes. Whether whether you're waiting for a game or you were with somebody. It was worse when you were with somebody. And the I, I didn't like the glitching out of the game. Of people running down the handrail. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like the... Every game, you had several people just standing at the start-finish line waiting for everybody to cross and then cross at the last minute. Just cross the freaking line. I just, I, I don't understand why this game got as popular as it did as quick as it did. I mean, I mean, fundamentally, it should be fun, but there are way too many jerks on the internet that don't make it fun. Uh, all right, so... From this new story, uh, as I said, they're going to be introduced introducing squad modes. Initially playing for two weeks to judge play reaction. Squad mode will bring together 15 teams, which can be put, put together manually or match made. And w- will include almost all of the game's existing events, although they'll be scored differently from their normal versions. The crucial difference between squad modes and normal fall guys is that being eliminated does not completely eliminate you from the game. You only get eliminated if your entire squad performed poorly on any given round. We've all been in the situation where a teammate gets eliminated in the first round and they have to sit there and watch you compete. And there's this pressure to be like, well, maybe you should all just back out and go back to the main menu and have another go. Which This basically allows you to perform as a team. 
Squad mode will institute a scoring system for which more the play, uh, for most of the game's rounds. In race rounds, players will be scored depending on what position they cross the finish line, with the lowest scoring teams overall eliminated after all the players have finished. Survivor rounds will award players a point for every second they survive, again eliminating the lowest scoring teams. So basically, uh, you know, if me, Alex, and Yield are running a mission and Yield is eliminated in 30th uh, and I'm eliminated 29th, but Alex wins the round. We all get certain points, and then if our points add up to higher than the lowest, uh, another team, then even though me and Alex failed the race. Whoa, whoa, I didn't fail in this yeah. scenario. Oh, excuse me. Okay, I'm, I'm trying. Even though me and Yield failed, we all move on because Alex did so well. Sounds about right. So. Ego-driven. Anyway, so this eliminates at least one of Yield's biggest problems. As far as walking on the rails, like, I, I gotta tell you, that takes a lot of skill to do. Uh, but the guy who's trolling at the finish line, Yield, that annoys the hell out of me, too. I can't tell you how many times I was close to uh, winning or qualifying, and I ran in, and some guy held me, and I didn't qualify because some guy wanted to troll me at the first I just, finish line. Yeah, I just, I don't get that. Holding guys at the finish line, grabbing a hold of people, that's, I, that, that's why I don't like the game. It, it's, if it was just a, a, you know, be able to run, to dodge, whatever, to make it to the end, I'd be okay with that. But the ability to, to grab a hold of people, it's not like you grab a hold of them and then you can somehow slingshot in front of them. Okay, that would be still annoying, but at least there was a purpose to it. Just grabbing people doesn't doesn't gain you anything, but slows the guy in front of you down. Now, the one thing that I will tell you that I do not like with this update um, is now, is, let's just say the three of us are on a team together. It's now going to be extremely more easy for you to win a crown because it, it, in the scenario where, like I was just saying, me and Yield failed the race, but Alex won the race. Mm -hmm. If that was the final round, all three of us get crowns. Awesome! <laughs> is this a way so for them to... Is this because people are complaining about how hard it is to get crowns? I mean, it hasn't been hard for Sweet Mama D to get crowns, but... Or Steven, but apparently Tricky is... Tricky, do you have a crown yet? Uh, we're going to move on here. No, but I mean, like, I mean, oh, like I what do you what do you think this means I... for the game? Like, is this kind of an admittance that, well, we had a fun concept, but it wasn't executed the best it possibly could, and people are complaining? And I mean, it's not it's not odd for for developers to add new features and new modes later on. You know, even going from a, a strictly single player thing to a more like, well, not really single player, but you're on your own compared to like a more team-based element later on. But this kind of reeks of, hey, here's another option that you can play in case you didn't like the original style of Fall Guys. Well, the only the only reason that, like, the only reason I don't like that, well, no, I, I don't like it for various reasons, but one of the reasons I don't like the fact that if Alex wins, I still get a crown, is because there's one trophy which is, one of the hardest trophies to get, unless you're incredibly good at the game, is uh, called Infallible, which requires you to win five episodes in a row. That's why I said that would be awesome. Who do I know who's really good at this game that can get me five in a row? Right. 
So, yeah. But they they give you crowns. Like right now, I have eleven crowns in the game, but I have not won a game yet. Uh, because as you go through, you level up, you know, and you can get forty levels throughout the season, and then every certain number of levels they give you a crown. So, I have crowns. I just not have won the game. Uh, but I think it'd be cool once it gets back up. Maybe we'll get yield back up there and see if uh we get him playing a couple games. Mm, maybe. I, I I know you begrudgingly, but you know it's for the fans. Yield. Well, uh, maybe. But something that's not good for the fans. Uh, this report is coming from the gamer and is written by Kirk McKeed. Uh, there is a report that the PlayStation Three Vita PSP stores are going to be permanently closed in a few months. According to a source familiar with the situation, stores are due to close down in July. Uh, this announcement is planned for the end of the month. The PSP and three PS3 stores are to be closed on July 2nd, while the Vita store will stay open until August 27th. After those dates, you will no longer be able to purchase digital copies of games or DLC for any other Sony, Sony consoles mentioned above. So... Uh, I, I thought about putting this as the topic of the week, uh, but I figured we had other ones to do with that. So, this affects, obviously, being able to buy games digitally, not, no, you can still get physical copies of the games, but Yield, we'll start with you first, because you're more of the physical guy when it comes to this. How do you feel about them closing down the store and moving on? Now, granted, all three of these, you know, besides the Vita, we're several generations past. Uh, so if you're still playing on PS3, it sucks. But you should have upgraded to at least a 4 by now. So you'll No, no you shouldn't have upgraded to a 4 by now. I mean, you would, you, you would take that you would have, but there, there is no... There is no... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Probably don't have the right word, but... The, there's no need to upgrade other than you want to play four games. If you're perfectly happy with three, then you play the three all your live long day. There's no okay. need to upgrade. Okay. okay. All right. Let, let me rephrase because Alex sounds like I, I know you have a little with this. I didn't mean it like get your ass on a PS4. I meant like we're two generations past PS3. So it. This is you've had enough yeah. time to get stuff. You have. Um, when I initially saw the headline, I was kind of ticked, but I mean, PSP was basically a bust. Wait, uh, PSP? Well, that's what you have up there. PSP. I mean, outside outside no, of I'm Japan, thinking, yeah, I agree with that. I'm think I'm thinking of PSP Go, but still. Uh, I was saying the PSP was very popular. Well, uh, it died out the, pretty the, quickly. The v- the Vita, they just never supported it and wanted to turn it into a PS3, PS4 controller. So, I can get that. Um, the 3, as much as I say, you know, it, it, it sucks that they're closing it, but they are on the 5 now, so you can't keep... Companies aren't going to keep the older generation store still up and going. It's just business. 
Um, my store hasn't worked, I don't know, in years from the three. So I understand it. I still say it sucks. And, I mean, the Wii Shop, Nintendo closed down the Wii Shop. So, I mean, this kind of thing yeah. is pretty standard. Sony had to do analytics and they have data. And what they were seeing is the amount of money they were making off PS3 digital sales or downloads from the store was not worth keeping the store open. I mean, if they were still making a good amount of money on there, it would it, it would have stayed, stayed open. open. So it's obviously not worth their um, the trouble to keep the store open. And you know, it's you know, if you still play on the PS3, like you know, we should not assume that everyone just has money to go out and spend even on a PS4 these days. So if you're still playing on the PS3 and you and you want to buy games, I mean, it it has been out. The PS3 has been out for a very long time. You know, hopefully you've been able to buy all the games you want to play. If if not, PSA, you got a limited amount of time. But you know, since we're on the five, it's it seems about time that Sony is shuts down the the PS3 store. There's there's clearly not enough people buying anything from it to warrant keeping it open. So, and with news that Sony is shutting down the the sale and rental of, of videos and movies on there on the PlayStation Network, I mean, there's just or through the you know through the PlayStation Store, like there's just not a lot of reason for them to keep up the PS3 store. I did want to ask Tricky when it gets back a question, but... You know, I started playing Spyro 2. Yes. And I gotta say, when I first started playing it, I wasn't jonesing it all that much. I, I, I appreciate that they were trying some new things, but I just... It, it wasn't clicking with me. Like, I enjoyed the first Spyro. What did they, what did they change I, about Spyro 2 that you weren't as keen on? Well, um, you could swim, which was okay, but the, the the swimming mechanic is kind of, I don't want to say broken, it's just the camera isn't always in the right spot when you dive. So you got to, the, the button you use to dive is the same button that you use to charge underwater. So he like, charge dives. And then the camera is always still above, you know, it, it's above water, so you're diving into the water... And it just follows straight into the floor. You know, so it, it's just kind of funky. It's just a personal thing. I mean, just be glad that you uh, don't die as soon as you fall in the water. Because that's one of the most annoying tropes about video games, at least in the olden days, is that your character could do all these things, but couldn't swim. And you would could, you would die swim. immediately. And then, and then you had to learn the ability to climb a ladder. Which I finally did get to that point. But it was, I don't know, it just, it's, it's like the, the first game and story, I, I, I really enjoyed. Kind of synced me in, sucked me in. This one, I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. And then now I've gotten past the first boss. I've unlocked more of my abilities. You know, I can swim, I can climb. Now I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So... What I missed, I had to step away for a second. Oh, we were just, we were vamping. Uh, Tricky, I do have one, have one yeah, question related to this news about the PlayStation 3 store and other stores going down. Any okay. game that you purchased before can still be re-downloaded after this date, correct? That has not been addressed. I'm going to assume yes. I would think so. I mean, that would be really crappy that if they block you out of what you've purchased. I think all... I think all that they're really doing is to stop you from being able to buy any more games, but I believe 
that they can still have this on a server, all the games on the server that you can be able to download. Well, because, I mean, that's that's what you think but, is like, there's, I mean, we're kind of in uncharted territory here because the PlayStation 3, that era of games, or generation, I should say, was really the first generation where you downloaded probably more content than you actually bought in the store, potentially. You, you actually had that okay, option. Well, okay, well, let's let's be clear here for a second. This uh, this report that we're coming from is not an official Sony story. This is coming from a website where they're getting this information. Uh, as I said in when I was reading the article, this announcement is actually officially supposed to come out at the end of the month. You know, granted, we're almost at the end of March, um, but this is not official. This is just still, quote unquote, if you want to call it a rumor at this point. We have to wait for the official Sony thing, and I I assume that when we get the official Sony announcement, they will address. Yeah, I was gonna say, but like, I mean, you think that if they're like, "Hey, the store's shutting down," anything that's not downloaded on your console, you don't long, you no longer have access to, gives a little bit more credence to the people who are like are paranoid about digital sales and want their physical copies. Right. Right. That that would be really really shitty if they did. And you know. As we, you know, we march further into this era where people, like, they want to sell us all this stuff digitally, and, you know, there's streaming services and Spotify where you can just listen to music that you, you know, don't own, you pay a, a fee to play, or, you know, you maybe buy songs off of, you know, Apple or um, Amazon. Like, the ability to actually keep access to that content is is key. Because, I mean, well, they said, you know, even with the, the video services shutting down, like not being able to buy movies from PlayStation Network anymore, you can still access your old movies that you bought. So you would think that the games right. would work the same way. You would think so. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, yield four or five. Four. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media feeds. Just look for Proving Gamer on Twitter and Facebook. Be sure to also join the Trophy Horse Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash TW podcast. In the group is where you can ask questions for us to answer on the show. You can also send us an email via the Troy Memorial email. That address is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Or if you would rather leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can watch our videos on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. You can also catch us streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. And you can catch Tricky streaming for Extra Life every Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash Extra Life for Kids. Remember, that's the number four, not the word. All right, let's get into our topics of the week. Uh, we actually have two of them. Uh, the first one, uh, I think we're going to blow a little past because uh, I don't think you guys watched it. But we had a our Square Enix Presents uh, presentation, and some things came out of here that you guys may or may not be interested in. Uh, so if we want to talk about it, just gentlemen, like, as usual, just stop me and we can have a quick conversation about it. Uh, the, this is coming from Adam Bankers over at IGN, but basically, you know, you can find any of this information anywhere. Uh, the first thing is is Project Attica is now officially called Forspoken. Uh, if you guys don't know, this was a game where the character named Frey Hollins, who is an, a quote ordinary woman, thrust into the beautiful yet cruel world. Uh, it is coming out for the PS5 and PC. 
the next thing we have is Black Panther will be coming to Marvel's Avengers later this year. Also coming with the War for Wakanda expansion. The next thing announced is Life is Strange True Colors has been announced for this year. It will be releasing on September 10th. And this brand new game follows the story of Alex Chen, a young woman with the psychic power of empathy. While there will be chapter breaks, this will not be an episodic game as usual. And the full game story will be released all at once. If you do like the Life is Strange uh, games, there is a remastered collection that's also coming in fall of 2021. Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm will be included in the remastered collection when it's released in September. This will also be available as part of the Life is Strange True Colors Ultimate Edition. Uh, we got a deep dive into Marvel's Avengers with Hawkeye and a preview of the 2021 map. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, go check that out. Outriders got a new gameplay trailer and did a six-minute deep dive. Uh, again, I'm assuming you, neither one of you gentlemen has played Outriders demo. You are absolutely You're correct. You're a smart man, Tricky Mick. You guys need to go download that demo. I'm telling you, do not sleep on this. Get Download it, play it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, the next thing we have is the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy has been announced. This will bundle all the games together. Um, and furthermore, Croft Banner will be available in Fortnite Creative Mode next week. And there will also be a Tomb Raider cookbook that will help celebrate tw- Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary. There is a Just Cause mobile game coming along with a Project Hitman uh, Sniper Assassins uh, mobile game. And I don't know how or why, but there is an AR Space Invaders mobile game in development. Uh, Balin Wonderworld gets a new co-op trailer. Uh, you guys should check that out. Bubble Bobble 4, friends, The Baron is Back is coming to Steam. Uh, it's already on the PlayStation 4 and Switch. It is now coming to PC via Steam. You can play up to three friends in co-op using power-ups and play over 200 stages. Wow, Yield, you really let him down there. I know. He was waiting for it. No, I was just... It it just surprised me. I know, it surprises Uh, us when the Rangers score, too. I hate fucking... (laughs) Uh, Darius Cosmic Revelation Falls is coming to the PlayStation 4 and Switch in late this year. And new content is headed to Tuhu Spellbubble. So, there you go. Those are all the announcements from the Square Enix Presents. And then, just today, uh, I saw an article saying there is another one announced for later this summer. So, does anything really stand out to you guys there? No, because there was already rumors about a Tomb Raider bundle coming out. I mean, that would have been the only thing that was ooh-ah. And the same thing with Life is Strange. There was already talk of another Life is Strange game. I guess maybe a Life is Strange remaster is kind of a kind of a surprise, but I I mean I was gonna make the joke that what stands out to me is how little I care about what you or Square Enix is selling, but I mean I understand like I played the first Life is Strange, I got the platinum. I'm I'm not, not enough there for me to continue on with the series, but I understand that, you know, a lot of people love it and it's, you know, near and dear to a lot of people, so um Obviously, Avengers is, you know, a game that they're still trying to support and bringing Black Panther to it in an expansion set in Wakanda. I mean, you got to do that. I'm surprised it didn't come a little sooner. 
I mean, maybe I'll like Outriders, but I mean, overall, what Square Enix is putting out doesn't impress me. But at the same time, like that's they maybe they just don't make games for me. All right, I'm telling you guys, go download download Outriders. You will. I, I'm you're putting your good name here on the so, line, Tricky Man, because that demo sucks. It's not gonna suck. All right, so now this is the topic of the week that I wanted to get into because I thought we could all have a good conversation because we were all fans of the game. Obviously, uh, we talk about The Last of Us, which obviously is my favorite game of all time. This article is coming from IGN and is written by Jonathan Dornbush. Uh, the Last of Us on HBO will directly lift dialogue from the original game, says executive producer Neil Druckmann, but we'll see some episodes deviate greatly from the events we played previously. The Last of Us is the first of several planned PlayStation adaptions to film and television, with both Ellie and Joel's, uh, Ellie and Joel's roles cast. One of the biggest questions remains how closely... Will the HBO series adhere to the original story? Speaking to IGN during South by Southwest 2021, The Last of Us game director and show executive producer Neil Druckmann spoke about this and showrunner Craig Mazin's approach to adapting the acclaimed original game. Quote, We talked at length that season one of the show is going to be the first game. The philosophical? Philosophical? Philosophical. Uh, underpinnings of the st- there you go. Underpinnings of the story were a central thing to get a right about the adaptation. Adaptation. As far as the superficial things, like should a character wear the same plaid shirt or same red shirt, they might or may not appear in it. That's way less important to us than getting the core of the who these people are at the core of their journey. Uh, end quote. While Druckmann could not, of course, reveal too much about the team's exact plans for how the series will play out in comparison to the game. He did explain that viewers will certainly recognize some dialogue and be surprised by large parts of the episodes. Quote, Things sometimes stay pretty close. It's funny to see my dialogue here from the games in the HBO scripts, and sometimes they deviate greatly to a much better greater, better effect because we're dealing with a different medium, end quote. Now I can go on and read more about this, but I, I thought we could have a, like a, a good conversation about this where... We can all agree that video game movies or video game TV shows, uh, with the with the few exceptions, have all failed horribly. No more. So, one, I want to ask you guys, and we're gonna start. Uh, we'll start with Alice. How do you think this is gonna work as a series, The Last of Us? Because this is actually it's not just gonna be a one-off thing. They're planning uh, multiple seasons of this. And two, how do you feel about them deviating from what made the first game successful? and changing things to adapt it to a TV show. Is that going to hinder it, or is that going actually going to make it better? I Alice, mean, with, with The Walking Dead, when that was being adapted to be a television show, they did change some things in that from the graphic novel just to keep people guessing. So, you know, characters died at different times, and my understanding is some characters didn't even die, and characters that weren't supposed to die did die. It, you know, So people like to shake it up when transforming things onto TV. They don't want you to know everything that's going to happen because... You know, you may tune in every once in a while, but if things don't change and they don't shake things up, you may not have a reason to watch every single week. So, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, with a TV show, you know, the, the last few games were pretty long, 
But, you know, with a TV show, if they're doing multiple seasons, you know, you figure even with like a Netflix type thing, it's 10 episodes per season. That's 10 hours. Like within two seasons, you eclipse the game. So you figure they're going to add some some story elements in there, some locations, maybe some characters that you never saw before to, you know, essentially to give people. I mean, they obviously are not going to kill off Ellie or Joel. Um, but it'll give you some, you know, some people maybe that weren't in the story originally, you know, introduce new people that they can, you know, kind of play fast and loose with and you know maybe introduce some new characters that you know they can always say oh well this is from part of the story you didn't expect so or that you didn't experience within the game so i mean they can always expand the universe and add things to it i think more of it's going to be like different scenes different locations within the same cities add characters and some dialogue that way because you know they're like even if they add things that weren't in the games, you know, that is a way to keep things true and say, hey, we're still being true to the characters, but we're introducing new elements to the story. So, I mean, as far as like a TV, while well, I was I just finished by saying as far as like a TV format, I think that something like this, a survival show, obviously has worked many times before in engaging a TV audience. And so I think that the format fits well with The Last of Us and, you know, being able to fully or fully immerse yourself more into the universe and learn more about the characters. It it gives you an opportunity to expand more and explain more. So I think it can be definitely a positive thing. It all matters in how they carry it out. All right. Yield? Yeah, honestly, you'll just have to wait and see how things flow with it. I mean, I never watched The Walking Dead. I enjoyed the video games. I love Uncharted. I don't want to see an Uncharted movie. So, I mean, honestly, I could care less if they're doing an HBO show about The Last of Us. All right. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, I, I'm I'm worried about this show because obviously I'm going to watch it. I mean, there's no doubt on that. I'm just worried that the show may soil my opinion of the game. I mean, that's the main reason why I never went back and got the Platinum for the first game. It's because I didn't want to struggle through Survivor Mode and ha- have the game sour in my mind. You know, because the story is the one thing that always got me with The Last of Us, obviously. Uh, the gameplay was not the best. So if I'm struggling through Survivor because the controls aren't... It, it would sour my, my thoughts of the game and whatnot. I like the fact that they're going to change it up so it's not just going to be the same story because Alice, as Alice pointed out, you know, if I already know what's going to happen, then I, I have no, you know, strong desire to tune in every week. So, I, I do like that aspect, so. Uh, but, again, also like Yield said, like, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, Neil Druckmann being personally involved with it gives me hope. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also very hesitant about All right. We have any other final thoughts? Not, yes. not on that. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we have to be cautious because, you know, video game fans, as those things get transformed to, you know, a different medium, be it TV or film, it doesn't always work out. But, you know, I, I think that there's a good groundswell of support for the new Mortal Kombat movie, regardless of the fact that Mortal Kombat Annihilation was absolute garbage. So, I mean... Wait and see. Yes, be cautious. Don't overhype yourself. But I think there there is, like with Neil Druckmann attached, I think there is reason to, you know, be excited. You know, we've heard all these different kind of movies. You know, there's like, oh, you know, 
Bioshock movie, Shadow of the Colossus movie, Uncharted movie, which the Uncharted movie actually is a, th- a thing with Tom Holland. But a lot of these movies have fallen apart because it just didn't work out. And, you know, for one reason or another, it seems like studios are being far more cautious about video games and how they use them in the medium these days. Instead of, you know, just putting out a Mario movie in the 90s that was not any good. Or, more, more, you know, the original Mortal Kombat, that was fine. But Mortal Kombat and Annihilation, like I said, was ugh. It was real bad. So there were plenty of bad video games, movies based on video games. But it seems like in, you know, the last couple of generations or the last two decades, people have been a lot more cautious about using that, the video game properties as far as movies go. All right. Yield. I know you missed it, sir. Time to check my social media. Yeah. So good. Uh, All right, so uh, we have failed, gentlemen. We forgot to put the question out, uh, say that we were recording. I was planning to do it last night, but I totally forgot. But I thought we could address something, because, Alex, you brought up a question last week about multiplayer. Oh, yes. Well, trophies and multiplayer and online stuff, which, you know, we got a little tinge of earlier, because I talked about that I got that little pesky Castle Crashers online trophy that I was very, very psyched to get. But yeah, I mean, that caused some discussion not only amongst us, but also within the community. Right. Gareth, uh, as of two hours ago, as of this recording, left this post, and I have not read it, so I'm just going to read it live, and hopefully I don't say anything too bad here, but I trust Gareth. Uh, if, if his writing skills are anything like his Rocket League skills... I mean, he doesn't say anything, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. I read it. There's nothing offensive in here. It's actually, he's actually got a good idea, so. Wow, you took my entire praise of Gareth and just went right over it. Gareth, you're good at Rock League. My I friend. never said, I've always said hey that guys. Gareth is good at Rock League. Hey guys, listen to the latest podcast and topic of multiplayer trophies. I've had what I think would be the perfect solution for years. My solution would be any game that has multiplayer component. They published two separate trophy lists, a full trophy list for the offline achievements and a second one that can be for whatever number of trophies they see fit that are online related. You would only access the online list once you enter the online element of the game. The benefits of this are Platinums are still achievable if a person doesn't enjoy the online modes. Platinums are still achievable once the game servers for multiplayer aspect are taken down. It doesn't force players who want to go for a Platinum to to compete in the online modes, the online element would have a second platinum trophy depending on the number of trophies it has, therefore enticing players to play it. I know for a fact oft, uh, people often won't purchase an older game if the platinum is unattainable. This, in theory, would mean games have a greater longevity on the storefronts or, or on shelves. And says, I don't have a knowledge of creating trophy lists or game development, but I would... Couldn't imagine it would be too difficult attributing trophies to one of two lists depending on whether it's relevant to online, offline or online gameplay. Now, Alex, you said you read this. Yield, I'm assuming you haven't. So I'm going to let you respond first, sir. What do you think about Gareth's idea as far as trophies for online and offline two separate lists of games? I'm okay with that. Because there, there are. It is sometimes annoying if you you know, want to go for a platinum. Oh, th- this game's doable. And, oh, the server's dead. 
you know, so it, it's unattainable. We've all we've always kind of joked around knowing that the, it wouldn't be done, but if you've got online trophies and your online just never had the population to support your trophies, then you sh you know, we always felt like there should have been a patch or a way to still obtain the platinum for those of us that it's important to. I like Garrus' idea of the of the uh, online or you know the offline online trophy aspect or the two platinum aspect of the here's your platinum for the offline and if we have a very involved online we may throw another one on in there to entice you know a population. I like it. See when it comes to this. Uh... This actually like touches on another complaint that I've always had. Uh, when you look at a game like DCUO, uh, obviously I got in that platinum. At the time when I got the platinum, I had 100% of the trophies. Through the many years of them releasing you know, content for the game, and they would release a new trophy list every time they did a, an expansion, I now only have 31% of the trophies in that game. So obviously more DLC trophies have surpassed how many trophies there were in the original game. And I always felt like if you're going to release that many trophies for the game in DLC, wow, the Rangers must be playing somebody who suck. Um, I, I always thought that this should be another, I don't know if platinum is the right one. But a, a different achievement for getting all those other trophies. Because obviously you're doing more in DLC than you ever did in the original game. Uh, yes, they are playing somebody who sucked. They're playing the Buffalo Sabres. Dominic Hoshik isn't around anymore. Nor Mike Pekka. He was a fantastic, he was a fantastic goalie. Also, on before I, we get... Uh, Alice's opinion on Garrett's idea. I do want to reach out to and give a, a special shout out to Homer's who's reached out to with his hockey questions in the Trophy Wars Facebook group. Seems uh, Homer's getting back into hockey. All right, so uh, Alice, what are your thoughts on all this? Would you like to remind people that I won the fantasy hockey league that you ran for Proven Gamer without like with only touching my lineup once in the entire season? Wait, wait, you won? I thought Steve. I won. I thought. Mm. Uh, after like three weeks, nobody was doing anything except for Steven, who ran away no. with the competition. I thought you told me I won. You, you. I, I think that was about as long as I set my lineup was for about three weeks, and um, then football was over with. It's the weather started getting nice, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care no more. Uh, you won the first. You beat me in the first week, if, if that's what you refer to. But overall. Uh, Steven handily won that because he was the only one that kept up. I didn't even keep up. I don't remember this right, Steven's so involvement back. in this so-called trophy, this this trophy horse fantasy hockey league. All right. Why don't you tell us what you think about Gareth's idea? So, I mean, I definitely like aspects of Gareth's idea. The one thing about Gareth's idea that I'm not a huge fan of is the two platinums per game. I, you know, I see his point, but I think that every game should maintain a one platinum thing now it's up to the developer if you know it's a game like call of duty and it's like hey we're going to attach our platinum to the multiplayer that's fine or if hey we're going to do a single player and you can get the platinum trophy of that i also think that's fine but 
you know, like I, like Yield said, not every game is going to have a thriving community. And sometimes it's just like Ghostbusters on the PS3 was a really hard game to platinum because so many of those trophies were online and, and multiplayer. And when you throw in the element of having to rely on other people, that's when it gets sticky. So, I mean, and not everybody has a community they can play with like Rocket League. Rocket League is a huge community and we obviously have a number of people that we can play with. Not every game is going to have that. So I like the idea of splitting it off into multiple lists, like having a, a single player, an offline list and then an online list. That way, you know, if you want to go for one or the other, you can definitely do that. I would prefer if they tied, if developers tied the Platinum to one, like the on, online or the offline. That way, you know, if they're going to do online, I would think that they, you know, if the when the servers go down, that they would, you know, in some way have to patch that trophy out and or change the requirements so that people can still earn the Platinum. Because, you know, through Sony Rewards, you can earn money by earning trophies and Platinums. And again, trophies are sold as a feature of PlayStation games, just like they're sold as a feature of Xbox games. I mean, that is a huge enticement for people to buy certain games. So I think that locking people out of a platinum trophy, not only, you know, with the inability to access Sony rewards for that, but also essentially locking people out of a feature that Sony is making a ton of money off of, I don't think that's right. So I don't think, you know, as Tricky said last week, people shouldn't have to maintain the servers for people to get the platinum. But if you do decide to take the servers down, there should be a way for people to obtain that platinum in the future. So, I mean, I do like Garrett's idea of splitting them off into two separate lists because, I mean, you think about it, you have, if you download a game and it's got DLC, the DLC is split off from the main base game and, you know, the platinum trophy is tied to the base game and you don't need to, and DLC doesn't affect that. So you can play the base game, get the platinum trophy, and then never touch the DLC and you're fine. So the idea of splitting it off, I think is great. I'm not a huge fan of the idea of having multiple Platinums per game. I think it should just be one Platinum per game. Uh, because then you get into the the mix of, oh, well, this game has, you know, Castle Crashers Remastered only has one Platinum. Whereas this other game has two Platinums because it's got more, you know, it's got more robust online features and community. And an online, you know, an offline single player Platinum. So, I mean, you, you know, do you have people gravitating more towards the double Platinum games? Um... So I I prefer sticking with the single platinum, but as far as, you know, splitting off the trophy list and kind of, you know, putting one here and the other one here, I think it's a good idea because, I mean, they can do it with deal incorporating DLC that doesn't affect the platinum trophy. So, and obviously, well, I, I, had to step, I had to step away for a second, but uh, how about just make only the single player trophies, like make it one list, one platinum, but make the offline trophies the requirement for the platinum would just leave the other ones as not a requirement for the platinum. I'm sure they could do that. I mean, you would think, but that might be confusing with one list, which is why Gareth said break it off into two. I mean, I, I, I mean, either way, I just okay. don't think that someone should ever be locked out of having a, a you know, to be able to, to attain a platinum. Because I mean, I, I think, I, I guess I think it was Gareth that said in here, um, or maybe it was Yield, uh, but basically. Uh, okay, yeah, Gareth is saying here basically that if an older game does has an inaccessible platinum, people may just skip it entirely. Because yes, you know, like there are people who enjoy you who would rather have a physical copy of a game. There are people out there who like to complete games. They are completionists. I mean, there's a guy Gerard Khalil on YouTube as the completionist that has made essentially. I'm assuming making a living off his YouTube channel, being a completionist gamer. There are people that want to get every platinum and every trophy in a game, and they want the platinum. And I just don't think you should ever lock somebody out of that. Because again, they are selling these games, a lot of these games, on trophies. Trophies are big money. All right. 
Well, I mean, the other aspect to this conversation is are trophies a selling point for games? Yes. Like, hey, okay, let me ask you a question, Tricky. Have you ever purchased a game because of an easy trophy list? Have you ever yes. stopped? Have you ever prevented yourself from purchasing a game or decided not to purchase a game because of the trophy list? Because maybe it was too hard. Heavenly, Heavenly Sword. So, they're a selling point. I mean, I, if listen, they if they can influence people to buy a game and not buy a games, they're a selling point. I, I you you have some merit to your argument. I just here it comes my, your your my, your argument is completely logical, but no, I mean as I said last week, it's and like, I and I have already proven that I will not buy games if they don't have a, a platinum. See my. What I said last week is like I I don't think as much as I go after trophies and yes I will buy a game for an easy platinum um I I don't I'm not convinced that when some when Naughty Dog is selling the next uncharted game that their trophy list is a selling point for the game is is, is what well, I'm trying to No, say. I get that but you know, for for some games, it's not going to be because some games people will buy anyway. Other other times, yeah, the trophies are a selling point. I mean, look at um, Uncharted, the original Uncharted. That game released without trophies, and then when Sony patched them in, a ton of people went back and got the trophies, even after they had beaten the game. Including me. Including you. Including me. So, you know, all the games that you've played, some of those games, like the Japanese graphic novels... Would you have bought those games without trophies? So no. there are some games that don't need trophies to be, you know, for them to be sellers. Obviously, you know, you look at a Nintendo console, none of those games have trophies or achievements, yet people still buy them. So not every game is going to need trophies to sell it. But even whether it's, you know, 50% of the games or all the games, I think that if people buy certain games, even just, a, you know, a percentage of those that are released every year, just to get trophies, I think that that proves that trophies are a selling point. And let's be honest, you know, I, these days, people probably play more games because they get trophies. I mean, if it wasn't for the trophies, I never would have played those graphic novels. There, even beyond those, there's probably a lot of games that you would not have played. I am Mayo. My name is Mayo. No one would have played that game if it didn't have trophies. Easy trophies. I... I it's gonna sound like a cop out, but I probably would have just because the ridiculousness of it. But yes, you wouldn't have watched the, a ten the, second YouTube video on it and then just stopped. I mean, for ninety nine cents, why not tap a mayo jar? Trophies are not the only selling point for games. It's not the only reason people buy games, but it is obviously a major decision maker for a lot of people in some cases. Uh, okay, let, let me. Let me give you an example of the point I'm trying to make because I, I think I made my point, but let's just uh, you know take a selling point of a game. The Marvel's Avengers, uh, one of the selling points of the game for the PlayStation version was that the PlayStation was going to get an exclusive character in Spider-Man. Uh, we still have no announcement when Spider-Man's coming. So, if they were to shut down Marvel's Avengers and never release Spider-Man, would you be the same upset as if they shut down a game and you couldn't get the platinum? Because the Spider-Man was the selling point for the PlayStation version of the game, where 
the platinum wasn't a selling point in my in my argument. I, I don't so I don't know how is, this we, lends credence to to your argument or disproves what I'm trying what, to say. What what I'm tr- the point I'm trying to make is they they made Spider Man an exclusive character, which was a selling point for Marvel's Avengers. If they if the game fails to the point where they never release Spider Man, is that on the same par as not being able to get a platinum in a game? Because they shut down servers after so many years. That 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 that's what I'm saying. Spider-Man to me is a selling point for the game. A platinum, as much as I love trophies, to me is just not a selling point. Do they sell games? Yes. There's no doubt on that whatsoever. But is that a selling point? That's where my if, if they sell games, then yes, they're a selling point. As far as the Spider-Man thing goes, so Spider-Man was advertised as a character, correct? Exclusive character to the PlayStation version. It's not coming to any any other version of the game. So, but if they're advertising that, then they're going to deliver. Like there, there's no way they're not going to deliver. Well, if the game fails and they never release, you know, we never get Spider-Man released. I mean, I, I mean, they should release him regardless. But if they go ahead and turn turn off the servers because it's just not profitable, and, and well, the game well look at it this way. So essentially. What you are saying is essentially the same thing. So, Spider-Man, if released for Marvel's Avengers, is content. In a lot of ways, trophies are content because trophies, as a lot of people have said, make you play games a different way. They will make you play games a second time to get a trophy. Infamous. You could have gone through that game once, experienced the story, play on the good track, and you were fine. But there was a trophy to play on on the bad side, too which forced you to play through on a different track. That's extra content, or what What they would like you to believe is extra content. So in my, my you're basically saying, if you can't access this content versus not being able to access this content, it's kind of the same thing. Because trophies are a way for, are, are a way for developers and publishers to get us to play games more and put more in time investment into games. It may be a little different than brand new content, as in playing as a you know a new character like Spider Man, but they still sell it to us as, hey, you can play more of this game because you have to do, you know, more to earn trophies. All right, yield. Uh, you kind of quiet on this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want add anything to it or no? I mean, am I? Am I? Do you feel like my argument is, out of, you know, out of this world crazy, or do I like have some valid points? Does Alex have valid points? I agree with Alex. You think trophies are a selling point for the game? Absolutely. You even admit you've already admitted you've passed on games because there was no trophy. I never went back and played heavily smoke because they never passed trophies. Ex- exactly. Absolutely. So they're a selling point to a game. Alright, let's do one more ad and then we get out of here. This portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you $5 to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew it every month, otherwise Amazon is just going to keep your money though, so remember. So why not just give it to us instead? All right, let's close out the show with some shout-outs. 
Alice, we'll start with you, sir. Give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuels of the fire of this trophy horse. Thank you all for your continued support, allowing us to do this show every week and, and you know, to have the continued drive and push um, to give you guys entertainment and hopefully uh, a little bit of news every single week. Um, we want to keep you guys entertained. We want to keep interacting with you all. We've met so many great people through the show. So thank you all for continued support. And, you know, it, you know, if you want to contribute to the show, contribute, you know, on our Facebook page, contribute a question, you know, give us your opinion on something like, you know, Gareth did, you know, join us in our Twitch stream for Rocket League. It just, we, we want to meet you all. We want you all to be part of the community and to speak up and share your opinion. So we, we'd be more than happy to hear from any one of you. Give a shout out to Gareth for his suggestion on last week's topic of the week involving multiplayer trophies and online trophies specifically. Uh, good suggestion, sir. I, like I said, I don't agree with the the two platinums per game, but it is a, a good idea. It is it is a step that we can take in a, in a positive direction. To, you know, to what I say is is a little bit of a problem and, a, and more of an annoyance than a problem with uh, you know for us trophy hunters out there. And uh, give a shout out. Uh, last but not least, a shout out to Nitro. Nitro knows what I'm talking about. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my. Uh, well, before I do that, also I gotta I gotta give a shout out to. Homer and to the Brain76 for Rocket League Thursdays. Last but not least, finally, give a shout out to my uh, loving girlfriend, Ashley, who, like I said, is doing a lot these days, juggling a lot from school, new job, everything, but she's killing it like always. And uh, yeah, I love you, honey. Yield your shout out, sir. Shout out to Alex, the Brain, and Homer get stuffed for Rocket League Thursdays. Shout out. To the Brain76 for our streams of We Were Here and everybody who has maybe popped in and take the, took them, taken a look at that. <clears throat> Shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. Uh, yeah, and shout out to the fans. Oh, actually DLC shout out because uh, as far as the Rocket League stuff goes, Ashley bought me the microphone and the headphones that I use for Rocket League Thursday, so... Just another reason she's pretty damn awesome. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, you, are, you guys are the reason why the show is keep going. Uh, I It's just amazing that we are uh, just a few months away from 500 episodes. That's just insane. You know, Tricky, if someone had told you that this show was going to go 10 plus years and almost 500 episodes, hopefully 500 episodes, we ain't got long to go. What would you have, to, what would you have told that person? I would have said there's no way in hell I'm doing the show for five. <laughs> You're like, do you know how old I'll be by then? I, I would. <laughs> do you, I mean, honestly and truthfully, like I, we can get it. Like, I don't want to delay the show too much longer. But when I first started the show, I did not expect to go past five, maybe ten weeks. I just it caught on and it's like it. Th- this show uh, has. Broken me out of a shell. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but this was a release for me, and it just it, this was this show was therapy for me when it first started, and now it's just fun to do, and I get to interact with great people like Nitro, and uh, get pissed off by people like Nitro and Levi, and look, it's not Nitro's fault that well, he's trying to support both average geeks and trophy horse. I like support average geeks all you want. I just don't like his trolling. He trolls me Wait, constantly. Is, and mostly he is, just trolls me. In is it Nitro or is it Riley, the brain? 
Uh, it is Nitro that's trolling me. Well, to be fair, you do you do troll the brain troll- quite a bit, so. Well, it's because he's an easy target. Huh. Wonder why you get trolled, then. I am an easy target. Okay. <laughs> uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, thank you for being patient when I overslept and, uh... I was about to send out the search party. Yeah. Uh, well, at least I wasn't hungover and drunk this week. It, it's only Monday, uh, Tricky. It's only Monday. It's only Monday. Yeah, unfortunately, you're you're right. Uh, shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Sweet Mama D. Uh, if there's nothing else, until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Later. Peace. Theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines. 